Hey guys, welcome to another episode of On The Mix. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today I'm going to be talking about Ghostbusters. Yeah. Now, okay, you guys might think maybe I'm crazy or something, but I've personally never seen Ghostbusters before. (gasps) Shock, I know. It's true. It's true. For some reason, there are just a lot of classic films that I really haven't seen, and Ghostbusters is one of those that I haven't seen all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces but I haven't seen the whole film. I know, I'm sorry, but it is what it is. I just haven't seen it, but I will. Definitely I will, but we can't deny that Ghostbusters is one of the most iconic films of the 20th century, hands down. Even to this day, Ghostbusters is still making films, albeit some of them not really that great, like the spinoffs, oof, not really that great in my opinion. The classic ones are always the best, but I happened upon this topic from someone that I really like on YouTube. His name is Pat Finnerty. Um, I'll link his channel in the description so you can check him out. He's really funny. Um, he makes videos talking about what makes a certain song stink, what makes it totally suck. He kind of ripped it a little bit from Rick Beato because Rick Beato has a series on his channel called What Makes This Song Great. So Pat Finnerty, he was talking about Danny California by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And in the video where he talks about Danny California by the Chili Peppers, he talked about how the Ghostbusters theme song was ripped from Huey Lewis and the News, and it was a complete ripoff by Ray Parker Jr. And I'm like, huh? Are you kidding me right now? Like, no way is the Ghostbusters theme song a ripoff of a Huey Lewis and the News song. I was like, you gotta be kidding. But then, no kidding. I looked it up and I compared the tracks and I'm like, you know what? This is totally it. This is totally one of those moments in history where something was stolen from somebody else and it was repurposed and repackaged for something totally different. And now it's in a multi-million dollar franchise. Isn't that just great? Well, I happen to think Huey Lewis in the news is pretty decent. Like they're not my favorite. They're not like the best. But they have a couple of good tunes, like I Want a New Drug is my favorite. And that's the song that we're going to be comparing the Ghostbusters theme song to here. Both really good tunes, I'm not going to lie. The only thing that makes the Ghostbusters theme song slightly different from the Huey Lewis song, I Want a New Drug, is the middle bit where they they go, I ain't afraid of no ghosts, that whole kind of breakdown. That's kind of somewhat the only thing that's different. Somewhat. I say that loosely because really when you listen to these tracks back and forth, you can really hear the similarities. Now, let me just jump right on into it because this is actually a pretty interesting story that I never knew about. So Ghostbusters, we all know. Ghostbusters, the theme song was written by a man named Ray Parker Jr. as the theme song to the film Ghostbusters, and it was included on the film's official soundtrack, of course. The song itself actually debuted at number 68 on June 16th, 1984, and the song peaked at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 on August 11th, 1984, and it stayed there for three weeks at the chart. Like, absolutely mind-blowing. And in the UK, it went to number two on the singles chart in September of 1984, and it also stayed there for three weeks. So again, this is a very popular tune. This is a song that everyone loves and adores. And when you hear it, you go, who are you going to call Ghostbusters? Like everyone is obsessed with this song. All the kids from the 80s, 90s, whatever, they absolutely go nuts for this song. It's a great song, especially around the Halloween time. It's a great tune. But let's break this down even further. So 
Ray Parker Jr. was approached by the film's producers to create a theme song for Ghostbusters, though he only had a few days to do so, and the film's title seemed impossible to include in any lyrics, right? So how do you put Ghostbusters, the word Ghostbusters, into a song? Hmm. Well, that's really strange. So of course he does the who you gonna call Ghostbusters. Like, it makes sense, I guess. It's a throwaway lyric, whatever. But, you know, he had to work with very little, and that's what he came up with, fair play to Ray Parker Jr. However, when he was watching television late one night, trying to conceptualize the song for Ghostbusters, he saw a cheap commercial for a local service that reminded him that the film had a similar commercial featured for the fictional business. So this inspired him to write the song as kind of a pseudo-advertising jingle that the Ghostbusters could have commissioned as a promotion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. It makes sense, right? I totally get it. That's kind of creative. Lindsay Buckingham actually is also somewhat tied into the story because Lindsay Buckingham of Fleetwood Mac, he was approached actually to actually write the theme for Ghostbusters as well. But he said no and he turned it down. Based on Lindsay's successful contribution to National Lampoon's Vacation, he did the song Holiday Road for that. So they're like, let's get Lindsay Buckingham on Ghostbusters. Let's do it. But he turned it down because he didn't want to be known as a soundtrack artist. Fair enough again to Lindsay Buckingham, like, I understand that. You don't want to be a one-trick pony, but also, I wouldn't really think people would consider him to be that. He's extremely famous and popular from Fleetwood Mac, but can you believe this? The theme song for the movie is estimated to have added $20 million to the film's box office gross alone. Just for the song. Just entirely for the song. Madness. Craziness. The film comes out, Ray Parker Jr. does the theme song, it blows up everywhere, children everywhere at Halloween are dressing up as the Ghostbusters, you know, the Marshmallow Man is beloved by everybody. I also think, in a weird way, he looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I always thought that, like, he looks like the Pillsbury Doughboy in a sailor outfit. But, you know, the Marshmallow Man, he's cute, he's adorable, everyone loves him. Who doesn't love the Ghostbusters, right? The whole nation, the whole world is captivated by Ghostbusters, so... Shortly after the film's release, Huey Lewis swiftly slapped Ray Parker Jr. across the face with a lawsuit saying, How could you do this to me, you absolute bellend? How could you do this to me? You stole my song, I Want a New Drug, and you used it for the Ghostbusters theme song, you absolute dirty bastard. (laughs) Yes, so he sued Ray Parker Jr.'s ass for plagiarism. He alleged that he copied the melody from his song, I Want a New Drug, and that song came out the year prior in 1983. The case was settled out of court in 1985, two years later, for an undisclosed sum. So basically, a gag order was placed on both men, and they decided that neither of them would talk about this incident ever again, anywhere, ever. None of them could talk about it. I would say the fact that it was settled out of court for an undisclosed lump of money, I would say highly goes to show that it was copied, right? It definitely was. I mean, you can't even deny that it wasn't. You can't say that it wasn't. It totally was, 100%. If you listen to I Want a New Drug, right, the whole bass line and the whole guitar part, right, it sounds eerily similar to what Ray Parker Jr. came up with for Ghostbusters, and you can't even deny that, right? 
It was settled out of court and a gag order was placed on both men where they could never talk about this ever, for all time, for all eternity. They could not talk about it. According to Ray Parker Jr., there were several lawsuits at the time because, according to him, when you sell that many records, I think everybody wants to say that they wrote the song. How big of him, how big of him to say, well, you know, when you write such an amazingly fantastic song that got millions of dollars, everyone comes out of the woodwork to say that it was copied and they want a piece of the action. I really highly doubt that such a man as Huey Lewis, who has been hugely linked to Back to the Future, I don't think he would waste his time. I really don't think he would seriously be the one to fake something like that. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't know Huey Lewis personally, obviously, but he seems like a man that has decent morals about him anyway, maybe. And he would be like, yeah, you stole my song. I'm going to slap you so hard with the lawsuit that you won't even be able to see. I will slap you back into 1985, motherfucker. That's basically what Huey Lewis said to Ray Parker Jr., okay? (laughs) There you go. The men would not be able to talk about it for all eternity. But (laughs) do you think they could both keep their mouth shut about it? No, of course not. So they broke the gag order, both of them did. Uh, Isn't that funny? MTV reported that during a 2001 interview on VH1's Behind the Music, Huey Lewis said this, The offensive part was not so much that Ray Parker Jr. had ripped this song off. It was kind of symbolic of an industry that wants something. They wanted our wave and they wanted to buy it. It's not for sale in the end. I suppose they were right. I suppose it was for sale because basically they bought it. So what he's implying there is, you know, it wasn't just the fact that he totally ripped most of I Want a New Drug, which was at the time one of the most popular songs on the chart in 1983 when it came out, but that that was how it went in the industry. You know what I'm saying? And that's still how it is in the industry today. I can't recall off the top of my head. There was a big one recently with Tom Petty, and I can't think for the life of me, oh, that guy, um, stay with me, Sam uh, something or other. I don't listen to his music, but that one is so clearly a ripoff of I won't back down by Tom Petty. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's pretty much like that. Like, that's how big this lawsuit was back then. You know what I'm saying? Because again, Huey Lewis was very popular. I guess Huey Lewis kind of attains a fan base of like preppy jocks, squares, or popular kids at the time who held house parties at mansions and snorted cocaine. If you could imagine a very, very basic John Hughes film set in the 1980s, with the preppy jock kids and they're at a house party, Huey Lewis would play in the background. That's kind of what I imagine back in the day that Huey Lewis had ascertained that kind of fan base. Not to diss. I mean, I'm just saying that that's pretty much like, in my mind, what I expect of a typical Huey Lewis fan to kind of be like the preppy jock person who like wears the sweaters over their shoulders. You know what I mean? And they wear like the polo shirts and the slacks and the and the loafers, the boat shoes. You know what I'm saying? And they have like the fluffy hair. You know what I mean? And they're walking around like, oh, I'm so much better than everybody. I listen to Huey Lewis in the news. It's hip to be square, bitch. That kind of thing. Like, yeah, I totally expect that, you know? I mean, goddamn, Huey Lewis in the news was even mentioned in the film American Psycho, like they did a whole, he did a whole dissertation right there before killing What's-His-Face. That's great, isn't it? Spoilers, I guess, if you haven't seen the film, but uh, Christian Bale's character kills 
Jared Leto. It's fun. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, that's pretty much what the whole thing was. I mean, Ghostbusters acquired a whole fan base of nerds and um, big love to nerds. I am also a nerd in some part as well. But, you know, I mean, it's it's interesting that I suppose this is just a thing that happens in the music industry as a whole where unknown people like what has Ray Parker Jr. ever done before Ghostbusters? I genuinely don't know. Like I never heard of him before Ghostbusters. Genuinely. It's like a one-hit wonder, but Huey Lewis and the News have made massive amounts of dollars on their albums and music over the years. So it just baffles me that Ray Parker Jr. had the audacity to kind of rip I Want a New Drug from under the rug of Huey Lewis and be like, ah, no, I totally didn't take the song from you. What are you talking about, you fool? But then Huey Lewis said, uh-uh, I'm going to slap you so hard with a lawsuit that you're going to be totally taken back into time and see what's up. It's just interesting. Like, and Huey Lewis also is clearly bitter about this, but also Ray Parker Jr. is bitter. They're both bitter. Like, it was settled out of court. So that proves to me, again, Ray Parker Jr. is the offensive one <laughs> in this whole situation. But getting back to the story, Ray Parker Jr. later sued Huey Lewis. Okay, many years later, because of that VH1 interview in 2001, Ray Parker Jr. countersued Huey Lewis for breaching the confidentiality agreement, right? Well, okay, fair enough. To be honest, like, yeah, Huey Lewis deserved that because they both said, hey, we're not going to talk about this. But then like many years later, Huey Lewis opened his mouth. So fair enough. I mean, that's fair. Now they're both even and now the scales of justice have been weighed equally. So now things are equal, right? So regarding his case against Huey Lewis, Ray Parker Jr. said that he got a lot of money out of that counter suing in 2001, which why would you brag about how much money you made from a lawsuit? Like, I I mean, what a weird flex to really, I don't know, it's strange to me. Like, oh, I got a lot of money out of counter suing Huey Lewis for opening his big gob. I mean, okay, but why do you have to like vocalize that? <laughs> I don't understand, but okay. You go and do whatever you want to do, Ray Parker Jr. Go ahead, whatever. In a 2004 article for a premiere magazine, the filmmakers of Ghostbusters admitted, listen to this, they admitted to using the song I Want a New Drug as temporary background music in many scenes for Ghostbusters. They also noted that they had offered to hire Huey Lewis to write the Ghostbusters theme song, but Huey Lewis politely declined. So just like take a step back and analyze that statement for a moment there. They went to Huey Lewis, the film producers, they went to him and they said, could you possibly be so kind as to make the theme song for Ghostbusters since you have so kindly created the popular song or your song was used in the popular film franchise Back to the Future and now it's immortalized forever. Could you possibly give us the same in return? Please help us out here. And Huey Lewis was like, hey, cool, but like, I don't want to do it. And then they went to Lindsay Buckingham and he was like, I already did like a theme song for a film. Like, I don't want to be a one trick pony. Right. And then this no guy, I don't know. I don't know who the hell this Ray Parker Jr. person is. They're like, hey, could you like come in to like make this song? And he's like, sure, I'll do it. And then they admitted like full point blank period, full stop that they took inspiration from I Want a New Drug and they used that as background music in many scenes in Ghostbusters. Like something isn't adding up here. Something doesn't smell right. 
okay? There was total awareness from all these people of what was going on. Perhaps maybe Ray Parker Jr. wasn't maybe so aware of the layers of sabotage that was going on here, but clearly somebody wanted that in there, okay? And it was forever immortalized. So the filmmakers then gave film footage with Huey Lewis's song in the background to Ray Parker Jr. to aid him in writing the theme song. Yeah, you heard me right. The filmmakers gave Ray Parker Jr. the specific points in the film where I Want a New Drug was used. They gave this to Ray Parker Jr. to help him in writing the theme song. What they basically did was they gave Ray Parker Jr. a copy of I Want a New Drug and said, make the theme song like this, please. And Ray Parker Jr. obliged. I mean, straight up. That's what it was. I find that to be so incredibly fascinating and so slimy at the same time. Ray Parker Jr. totally deserved what was coming to him in that lawsuit because Huey Lewis slapped the absolute crap out of him. And um, I think he had every right to do that. But then, of course, you know, Ray Parker Jr., then on the other side of the coin, had every right to sue Huey Lewis because Huey Lewis opened his big mouth and talked about the whole situation I mean, I don't know how long this gag order was placed upon them. Maybe he thought it was okay to talk about it since this was done in 1985 and he opened his mouth in the year 2000. Do the math on that. How many years is that? Like, I don't know, 16 years or something or whatever it is. You know, fair enough. But, you know, the scales of justice, I think, are evenly weighed out now. So every time you watch Ghostbusters or you hear the Ghostbusters theme song, just remember that Huey Lewis totally was an inspiration for the theme song and that Ray Parker Jr. got slapped big time by Huey Lewis with an absolute banging lawsuit. Well, that's basically the story in a nutshell. Just something a little short, a little sweet. I had intentions to do another topic today, but that is going to get pushed back a couple months down the road because it's not really ready yet. Um, That one needs a little bit more attention. But today, I wanted to do something a bit lighthearted and a bit funny. So that's the basic story of that. I find that to be fascinating. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, nothing against Huey Lewis and his music. I mean, I'm not a massive fan. Again, I like a couple of his songs. I Want a New Drug is my favorite. The Power of Love, which was seen in Back to the Future. Um, And there's another one, Heart and Soul. That's the one, Heart and Soul. That's a really good one there too. Um, So there's a couple of songs in there again, like, oh, would Huey Lewis and the News be Yacht Rock? I just thought of that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would say so, wouldn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the target audience for Huey Lewis and the News, I think. I don't think I am. Um, Nothing against his music at all. I just find it really funny that they really thought they could get away with this. And the scales of justice have been righted in both instances. So lawsuits upon lawsuits here. But that in a nutshell is the story of the plagiarism behind the Ghostbusters theme song. I hope you guys have an absolutely awesome day. And I will see you guys next week with another episode of On The Mix. Talk to you guys later. Bye, guys.